Paris. And morning, everybody. My name's Ben. I'm the pastor here. It's great to see you, and especially if you are visiting, if you've been uh, invited along and you've accepted that invitation, uh, I want to recognize that's a significant thing uh, for you to do, and I want to thank you for, for coming and making time to be with us this morning. I want to address that question that we've been thinking about already. Why bother with the church? And as I've prepared, I've realized that that's a huge question. And there are lots of different reasons why people might ask that question, which I can't possibly cover all of uh, this morning. You might have a particular objection, and we can address those in the Q&A time a bit later or in conversation after the service. For the next 15 minutes or so, I want to try and give a positive response to that question. Why bother with the church? And here's my answer in a nutshell. Sam, could you pass me the clicker, please? Thanks. Here's my answer in a nutshell. Because in the church, the family of God, you find the life you were created for. In the church, the family of God, you find the life you were created for. That's a pretty big claim, uh, and it needs some unpacking. Firstly, let me explain what I mean when I use the word church. Because I'm not talking about the building, uh, and I'm not talking about church as an institution or a denomination. When the Bible talks about the church, it's talking about the people of God. There are a number of images used throughout the Bible to describe the church, and perhaps the most common is that of family. The church is not just a group of like-minded people. It's not just uh, a gathering of people who share the same interests. So some people are into cricket, so they join the local cricket club, and others join the local gardening group, and others are part of the local God squads. No, church is not just a group uh, of people who share the same interest. Church is family. Church is the family of God. We are children of our Heavenly Father. We are brothers and sisters, united in loving relationships. As with any family, there are three main relationships. There's the parent-child relationship. There's the relationship between siblings, child to child. And there's the relationship of the family to the wider community. Uh, these three relationships are touched on in the passage from the Bible that was read earlier in John's Gospel. Let, let me just give you a little bit of background. Uh, John is one of four uh, Gospels, accounts of Jesus' life that are found in the New Testament. John himself was one of the 12 disciples, so he had spent uh, three years or so living closely with Jesus. He'd seen what Jesus did, he'd heard what Jesus taught, he'd eaten with Jesus, laughed with Jesus. He knew Jesus really well, and he wrote this account of Jesus' life for those of us who hadn't met Jesus so that we might know the truth about him as well. At this point in the gospel, we're about halfway through, just over, but already John is recording the events of the night before Jesus' death. Now, that's pretty unusual for a biography. Usually, a person's death is only recorded in the, the final chapter, if at all. But in all of the gospels, and especially in John, there's a particular focus on the death of Jesus. And in John, chapters 13 to 17 are an extended conversation between Jesus and his disciples. 
It's the night before his death. Tensions are high, and Jesus keeps talking about leaving them. He keeps talking about going to the Father. And when he does that, he's talking about returning to Father God, his Father, via the cross and the resurrection. The disciples don't get it. They're confused and their hearts are troubled. And Jesus is speaking here to reassure them. He's speaking to comfort them. And he's speaking to prepare them for life after he's gone. I've said that it's in the church you find the life you were created for. What is that life? Well, three things that mirror those three relationships. It's a life of relationship with God. It's a life of loving community. It's a life of fruitful service. We're going to work through those briefly. Firstly, it's a life of relationship with God. Let's look again at the passage, if you've got it. Um, Chapter 14, verse 1 to 6 says this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is speaking here about relationship with God as Father, a relationship that begins now and continues through death into eternity. I guess we all know that it's relationships that make life worth living. Freddie Mercury, the uh, lead singer of the rock group Queen, famously asked, does anyone know what we're living for? And he went on to say, you can have everything in the world and still be the loneliest man. And that's the most bitter type of loneliness. Success has brought me world idolization and millions of pounds, but it's prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship. And what Jesus says is that it's actually only in relationship with the God who made us that we find true life, ultimate life, eternal life. We were made to enjoy relationship with God as our loving Father. Elsewhere in the New Testament, the same author, John, writes, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. That's the relationship that you and I were created for, to be brought into God's family and to know him as our loving Father in heaven. And Jesus is saying that he himself is the way into that relationship. You see, we humans are not naturally in good relationship with God. Our relationship with God is broken because we have rejected him. We've ignored him. We've failed to live up to his standards. For that relationship to be restored, we need to be forgiven. And it's only through Jesus that that forgiveness can be found. 
It's only through Jesus' death on the cross that our guilt can be atoned for and that we can be forgiven and reconciled to God. Marganita Lasky, English author and journalist, uh, said this, What I envy most about you Christians is your forgiveness. I have no one to forgive me. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is uh, a striking claim, isn't it? It's a unique, exclusive claim. Why bother with church? Why bother with Christianity? Well, because it's through Jesus and only through Jesus that you can enjoy the relationship with God that you were made for. Secondly, life in the church, the family of God, is a life of loving community. Let's look back to chapter 13 and verse 33. Jesus says, My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Life in the family of God is a life of loving relationship with God as Father. It's also a life of loving relationships with one another. Uh, You might have heard that first point about uh, relationship with God and thought, can't I enjoy a relationship with God on my own? Like, why do I need to be part of a church? And the answer is because being a Christian means being part of the family. To to try and carry on a relationship with God on your own would be like the, the child in a large family trying to have a relationship with their parents and never talking to any of their siblings, never having any relationship with their brothers and sisters. Uh, Let me say, though, I see some attraction in that idea. Uh, God is perfect. He always understands me. He always gets me. He never lets me down. People in the church are not perfect. Uh, They can be annoying. They do let you down. But isn't that actually just like any normal family? And isn't there actually something refreshing about being part of a community in which, as that video said, imperfect people are welcome and it's okay to not be okay? Well, you don't need to get your life together before you can be a part of things. It's one of the things I love about the church here at Barney's that we're not perfect, and we know it, and there's a willingness to be honest about that and vulnerable with one another. Life in the church is life in the family of God, a community shaped by love. Jesus says his disciples are to be characterized by their love for one another. We're to love one another as Jesus loved us. And think about that. Jesus' love for us took him to the cross. It's a a costly love. It's a, a humble love. It's a sacrificial, forgiving love. Why bother with the church? Because we all need to be part of a loving community. If we've learned anything over the last two years with 
the physical uh, distancing and quarantines and lockdowns, it's that living in isolation is not good for you. We're hardwired for relationship. Research studies repeatedly show being, mem- being a member of a local church is good for you. It's good for your health. Uh, a New York Times article from a few years ago claims that regularly attending church boosts your immune system, uh, decreases your blood pressure, decreases your chances of suffering depression, and uh, what was the last one? Adds two or three years to your life. How about that? Uh, the writer tries to come up with reasons why that might be the case and speaks with amazement after witnessing members of a church's small group um, radically, generously meeting the needs of one of their members. The kind of love that Christians have for one another another within the church can seem radical. It can seem strange if you're looking in from the outside. But when you see we're family, it begins to make sense. And when you understand we're a family who have been loved so well by our Father God, well, then you begin to understand the kind of love that we have for one another. Why bother with the church? Because it's in the family of God you find the life you were created for, a life of relationship with God, a life of loving community. Thirdly, a life of fruitful service. Look to the end of the passage that we had read, verse 12. Jesus, again speaking, says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Life in the family of God isn't just about relationships within the family. It's also about relationships with those outside the family in the wider community. As children of God, we are to reflect the care that our Father has for the world. And as followers of Jesus, we are to follow the example of his life. There's a description of Jesus' life in the book of Acts. It says, he went around doing good. He went around doing good, and as his followers, we're called to do the same, to live lives of good works, meeting the needs of those around us. This, again, is the life we were created for. Uh, If you know it, in the account of creation that we find at the beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, we learn that humans were created in the image of God. We were created for relationship with God. We were created for relationship with one another, and we were created to do good, to work, to do good works in the world, to bring the the good rule and blessing of God into his world. That role of humanity is fulfilled supremely in Jesus. He is the, the supreme human being who brings the good rule and blessing of God into the world. And the church, his people, his followers, are called to do the same, to continue that work. Another image that you find in the Bible for the church is that of the body. Sam referred to that. The church is the body of Christ, called to carry on the works of Jesus now that he's no longer physically present. 
The image of body is used in the New Testament to explain that the church comprises different people. Just as our physical bodies have different parts, so the church is made up of different people with different gifts, different strengths and abilities, different personalities, but all united, all working together as one. For someone to try and follow Jesus in isolation from the church would be like a body part, like a hand trying to carry on its existence separate from the rest of the body. It just doesn't make sense. We all belong in the body. We need each other. We all have a role to play. And again, there's something refreshing. There's something freeing about this image of the body because it means I don't need to do everything myself. There are good works that I am particularly gifted to do, but other people are gifted to do other good works. And we work together as a team, Team Jesus. So why bother with the church? Because it's the life you were created for, a life of fruitful service, a life of good works, playing your part in the body of Christ. I'm pretty much done. Uh, if my wife, Corin, was asked this question, why bother with church or uh, why did you come to church this morning? Uh, she would have said that Sundays are the hardest days in her week because I'm often tied up preaching or leading, and she's got her hands full looking after young children. And particularly in the holidays when there's no kids program, it's very difficult for her to engage uh, with the Sunday service. But church is more than the Sunday service. And Corinne and I are so thankful for the family that Barney's is for us. All of our extended family are in the UK. And it's such a blessing for us to be part of this family. Why bother with the church? Because it's in the family of God you find the life you were created for. A life of relationship with God, love and community, fruitful service.